Thunderstorms in the late afternoon, sometimes sprinkled with a little, sometimes big hail. But it's summertime, and the uh, the I, w- I would like to say the living is easy, but not 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 always so. But here's one of the things I want to bring up for all of you because we're going to be getting some of the essentials. I got an SOS from a colleague of mine, Melody Jones, who will be speaking at the Author You Extravaganza, asking me, "Help, help, help! Can you do a quick?" A couple of lines for an elevator pitch, and um, and and send them right away because she wanted to use them in a class she was teaching on social media. So what I did is I just in in within one minute I created three of them very quickly, and shot them out to her. And then I thought, well, wait a sec, I should reuse these. I mean, I use them for myself. And and this kind of a pitch would be, for example, you know, hello, I'm Judith Bryles. I'm the book shepherd and a book publishing expert. If you want to create a book you never regret, call me, contact me, or something like that. And I had variations of that kind of thing. That's the thing that you want to learn to do that you can really just reel off very quickly with some energy, with some enthusiasm, of course, in 10 to 15 seconds. So that, and you had, and I gave three very quick variations. So, Here's what we all need to be thinking about. Besides, my challenge for all of you before the summer months are over is to make sure that you have a couple of variations of your theme about your book, about your expertise, so that when you meet people or you're in a group and you are introduced where they do these, you know, massive introductions, that you can stand out a little bit. And I am going to make a suggestion that you want to make sure that you repeat your name um, at the end of this. With that said, what I did with the three, I thought, wait a second, let me take one step because a lot of you know that I'm a big believer in my saying, short is the new black, but also repurposing, repurposing, repurposing. So what could I do? Here, I wrote these three things up. The English was all correct. They're all laid out. I just copy pasted it, dropped it in in a very short blog. You know, your blogs don't always have to be long. And I'm a huge fan of Seth Golden, and I follow him, read his daily, because I can chew him up in about a minute, which I love. And that I just did a short uh, paragraph to introduce it, and then an exit, and bang, I have a blog. I sent it off to my VA, and I got that all done, so she can get it scheduled, and I don't have to put a lot of brain energy into coming up, what am I going to write about this Tuesday morning before I send it out to all my followers? So always think about those kind of things. So I've given you two ideas. Create your elevator pitch. 
um, and put it around. And now what can, well, how can you repurpose that kind of thing? Write it up, study it, and then what can you do? I had lunch earlier with a, with a client of mine. And she was showing me one of her marketing strategies where she's now reached out, which I'm a huge proponent of, uh, to colleagues, friends of hers, that are actually hosting a party. Now, she's gonna, she's always open to bring any refreshments, but kind of like the old, you know, remember the Tupperware and uh, Avon and cosmetic parties and jewelry parties and things like that. That if you're a woman, you've probably attended. If you're a guy, your partner, your wife, someone, your sister, someone you knew um, had been involved in one of these things as an attendee or a host. And she's reached out and saying, would you host an event and invite your girlfriends to come to it? And as, you know, with her name as the author of the title of the book, and it's in a celebration of her book, and she's going to give a little talk about her book. And the objective, of course, is to what? Sell books. So, you know, I love that idea. And I said, Suzanne, I want you to write that up. I will, you know, give me the copy of the invitation. I'll write a whole blog around it because I love that kind of unique twist and ideas that authors come up with to push out and promote books and bring the community in, which is what you want to do. Well, what I wanted to focus on today was really, it's just going to be, you, you have the, uh, the hour with me today, is that I was going to talk about some of the must-haves um, that are really I- essentials. They're publishing essentials. I call them the alphabet soup. And that it's, it's things that you need to have in your front matter as well as as you get into the back matter. So from the basics of the copyright page to the ISBN, I was in this whole dialogue on one of my um, uh, chat forums about, well, should I just use CreateSpace's ISBN? And the answer is no, no, huge cap, no. Get your own. Own them. Buy them. Possess them. All right, so where do you get these? How about the LCCN? Should I, should I get one of those? And I said, yeah, you should, and it's free. What about a CIP, the Catalog and Publication? Maybe that will cost you some more money. Um, what categories you know, should I use for my book? And are there differences between, for example, e-books and print books? And the answer is yes, even audiobooks. What about uh, how do I use endnotes and footnotes? And by the way, that whole, that whole my write-up in the blog I did on that one came from a, a call from one of our listeners that's saying, you know, I'm confused on when to use a footnote, when to use an endnote, or do I need to use them at all? And after my discussion with her, I turned around and created a blog for that um, because there are certain protocols that you have to do there's also ways to integrate them so you can bypass them all so it flows in your narrative within your text. And then, you know, what belongs in acknowledgments and, and what else should you have there? These are all important questions that you should be tuned into as an author and author to be to make sure you add. And I'm, you know, I'm going to throw in also make sure that every book that you do has an about the author page as well as how to bring you to their group 
and it could be you could be mentioning book clubs you could be mentioning skype medians you could you you know you could mention speaking to to associations groups you want to give them ideas on what to, to uh, that you speak about there is a variety of things and i think it's always essential for on your about the author page that you include your contact information please so what's your website even though you might have it someplace else this is where you include again how do they call you? And I know a lot of them say, but I don't want them calling my home and I don't want them calling my cell phone. Well, you know what? Go on Google and get a Google phone number that then you can redirect to what I, I like to do is I have one that I redirect to my cell. Um, if I don't recognize a phone number, by the way, that comes on my cell, I often may not answer it. But I know if it's a Google it will automatically convert to a text and I can see it immediately and make a decision if I want to respond or not. All right, so you want to have that. If you're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, whatever it is, make sure I, I like to put like the image on my about the author page, the image, whether it's Facebook, and um, I would put then the address that I have on Facebook. If you have a group on Facebook, or a group on LinkedIn, for heaven's sakes, use that specific image and then how to do that. Your goal is to let your fans that you're building get to you and find you. And you want to be easily findable. It's always critical. All right, let's, let's just jump into uh, some of this of what we have. And let's just start with the copyright page, which is going to be right up front. And, and maybe what I, let me let me preface this. A praise page is very common to see in the front matter a praise or about you or about the book. People are talking, whatever whatever it's called. And these are blurbs and endorsements that have come in. Now you might use one or two on your back cover. You may not, but you may have some others to add in. And this is the, you know, a couple of pages. I, I do not overload this. I just got a book in that had eight pages of it and I thought, Lordy, this is enough. Um, and that one or two and stop on that. But people, if they, when they, as soon as they open the cover, those pages are right there. It is before the title page of the book and it's certainly before anything that follows. All right. So the very, the very front matter, any praise for you or the book goes there. Then you have your title page and then you go into right behind. Right behind that title page is the copyright page. So you want to make sure you have the copyright symbol. You want to make sure you include the copyright year. Right now, this, this first broadcast is in July. I'm going to recommend to you to not put the year 216. If you're going to print right now, I don't care if it's POD or offset, 2017. Why? Because we're talking about the life of your book. It is very common for a lot of people, especially when you start building fans, um, or if anyone is do looking for research or an expert, they are going to check the copyright page. If it is dated, then what happens in the date is that they're thinking, all right, ancient, next. So don't give your book a half a year or a three month or a two month life as we go into the second half of the year go ahead and push forward and say it's the copyright date is this 
So it gives your, your book a much longer freshness. It has that newness to it a little bit longer. All right, you want to make sure then after the copyright year, you follow by you, you're the owner, or sometimes if you're the publisher, your publisher might want to own it um, and responsible for it. And then you want to have the phrase, all rights reserved. So the example would be uh, the symbol, the copyright symbol, 217, Jane Johnson, all rights reserved. All right, then followed by that is going to be the title. You have a, 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 a warning that it's uh, they can't copy it without getting your written or the publisher's written permission. And then if there's any disclaimers that are appropriate, if you have a book that gives financial advice, legal advice, accounting advice, or anything that you know could get you in a pickle down the road, you want to have a disclaimer of some sort. And then um, I like to have a paragraph on the copyright page, you know, usually kind of boxed or shaded, that if they would like to order books in bulk, this is how they do it. And then I also include cover design, interior design, editor, if there's a book consultant, um, the ISBN, remember the ISBN is your uh, social security number basically for the book, the Library of Congress, if there is a CIP uh, block and where it is printed, what country, and then you want to have your categories uh, that you have them in that. All right, that is your copyright page. And when we get back, we are going to jump in to how to get your ISBN. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author You is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author You today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author You on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop sizzle and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience and your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand nick selinger of nz graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts with over 20 years of experience in graphic design he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books 
and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. ISBN. The reason why you want to own it, you, why you buy it in your publishing name is because it's yours. It stays with you. It goes anywhere. Now, in the United States, the official seller of ISBNs, which stands for the International Standard Book Number, or to help you identify it, it's your book social security number. All right. It's unique. It's unique. The cost is $125 for one if you buy it from the official rep, R.R. Bowker, or you can get it for around $295 for a block of 10. So you don't have to have a PhD in math to know that getting 10 is a heck of a better deal than one. You can also get 100 or 500 or 1,000 or you can get bigger. You don't need to go there. But... 10 at least. Now, why? Because one will be for your print book. Now, you could have variations of print. What if you do a, a large print edition that needs a different ISBN? What if you do a whole new edition of your book in another year from now and it has a good 25% of new changes? It needs a new ISBN. What if you have a hardback book? That's a different ISBN. Or you create a paperback a paper book with flaps. That's a different ISBN. And still do mass market books. That's another ISBN. So you can see you're not going to use all of them. Most likely you're going to be doing a paper and maybe, hopefully, an ebook. And I would certainly hope you consider doing an audio book, which is the big growth sector here. So I could see you could have three of them. And by the way, I would put all three of those ISBNs, or your, if you just do print and E, I would do both of them on your copyright page so you don't have to redoing the copyright page all the time. You go to Bowker, you can go to the rrbowker.com site, but they've created a friendlier portal called My Identifiers. My Identifiers, and that's plural, dot com. And you walk you through. So you will include the name of your publishing company. And it's very important for all of you not to have, if, if, if let's go back to Jane Johnson. I, I don't want you to have Jane Johnson Press. That screams, shouts, self-published. So maybe maybe Jane had a favorite town that she loved when she was growing up. And it was called Barnacle California. All right, I'm just going to make that up. All right, so maybe it's going to be Barnacle Press. You know, so make it something that sounds like it's not joined at your hip. That's what I'm after. All right, then as you move along, that you, you know, you fill out, it's very simple. You get out your handy dandy credit card, 
Now, since you're regular listeners to that our our uh, podcast, make sure you use the code, the magic code, author you all in caps, author you, and that should get you a nice little ten percent discount. Every you know, discounts are discounts, and if you follow Bowker at all, every once in a while they'll do something like during whether it's the Fourth of July or there might be something coming up. Labor Day would be the next big big sale. Sometimes they'll put out extra 30% off on blocks of ISBN. So you can pay attention to that kind of thing. So myidentifiers.com is where you want to go. There are lots of websites out there um, that, uh, that say we, we sell ISBNs. And what they have done is they've gone in, maybe block, bought a block of 1,000 or maybe even 10,000, and they resell them. You need to understand those ISBNs are registered in their name, in their name, not yours. You want things to get redirected back to you. Now, your ISBNs today are 13. Digits. They will start with 978, which refers to the book, and then the next few numbers relate to the kind of grouping they are. Um, the next few numbers will identify you distinctly as the publisher, and then is when you go back, you add your title number. Uh, your the next one, the next couple will be title, and the last one will just be a final digit that they add in. But Take advantage of this, and you want to just, you know, say that you're a new publisher applying for a block. You create an account. You become a new customer of Bowker, um, and then you can create your profile and get your username. You accept whatever their terms are. Let me tell you, you're not going to be able to change them. Just accept it, and you buy them. Within seconds, you will have your block of codes and keep them. And then my suggestion is you make a separate file wherever you keep your book information. And as you identify which ISBN goes with which title and which format, make sure that you write it down because you're not going to be using this again. All right. They also will ask you if you want to buy a barcode, and the answer is no. That you may not know what your good price of your book is going to be. And every designer that I work with has all the necessary equipment and software to create the ideal code for you and your book. So you want to make sure. And, then, and the last thing I want to say is make sure that you embed your ISBN and the price of your book in the barcode that the designer fixes on the back uh, cover. And you may say, but I want to sell it for less or whatever. Fine, you can do whatever you want. But it's just all embedded in there, and then you have it, and you're ready to go. And that makes it, and, it, and if your books, if you're trying to sell a book in any type of bookstore at some point in time, you're going to need this on there. All right, so ISBNs. One of the big differences, there, there may be 3 million books published a year, but I will tell you, over two-thirds of them don't even have an ISBN code, all right? So there you go there. Now, the third is your LCCN, or what's known as the Library of Congress Catalog Control Number. If your objective is to sell in a bookstore, you got to get this thing. Now, it's where ISBNs cost money. This is a freebie. But it, there's a little bit more complication in getting it and walking through the process so that you have it. And that in, in, as you do this, 
and I'm going to give you some of the things to go through, but, but if I just send you to the LOC, that's uh, Larry Oscar Charlie, LOC.gov website, uh, then you should be able to find a block that says uh, open an account. Now, what you have to say, this is a new account, and when you open the new account, read the instructions, and then you're going to click on the application to participate. So that if you need any help, there's usually a, a little note that says click here for instructions, but application to participate. You need to fill out the application to submit, to, uh, to participate. This is step one. This is step one. All right, you're going to then click and submit it. Within a few days, that you should get uh, a, a response back quickly via uh, your email that says, okay, you can now submit the details of your book. So this is where for the LCCN, you've got your title, your subtitle, all your pertinent information goes in with that. And then within a few days, it'll come on back. So do this highly recommended and again the LCCN number will go on your copyright page. Next up is something called a little bit more complicated and costs money is the CIP block. Now what is the CIP block? If you want your books in libraries, if this really is going to be a defined objective, you really want to probably pull down a CIP block and it stands for the cataloging in publication and or CIP data. It's a bibliographic record prepared by the Library of Congress for a book that has not yet been published. Contrary to what many authors and small publishers believe, it is not possible to get a CIP number directly from the Library of Congress. And if you have your book as a POD, it's not going to happen. So it needs to be published by a press and, and uh, if you have less than three, uh, three authors, has to have less than three authors, you can have a boatload of them, and, and, or it can't be underwritten by the author. Now there is a way around to get around this. I'm going to give you a name of a group I'm going to refer you to that can help you out. And if you contact the Donahue group, and I'm going to spell that for you, D-O-N-O-H-U-E, D-O-N-O-H-U-E group. And its website is D-G-I. That would be Donahue Group Incorporated and, or, and Inc., so dginc.com, and that will take you directly to that. Now, the tip here is libraries want publishers to have a CIP block. It shows that when you, they, you get it, that you're a serious publisher, not a one-book pony. So that's important to understand. All right, one of the big bugaboos is this whole thing called book categories book categories what do you pick where do you go now I'm gonna recommend that one of the things that is important for you to do is make sure that you know who what are the competing books 
in your category and in, in what you think your category is. So your genre. So if you're writing in business, who are the big who are the big sellers in there? My suggestion is to hop over to Amazon.com and look up those books, scroll down on the page, the sale page for the book, and look at the categories that they have posted out. I mean, there's no reason for you to reinvent the wheel. If you're a business book, one of your categories is obviously business. And I usually select three categories. So, for example, a book that uh, I have um, heading out t today to the printer is business, and it is success, and it is entrepreneurism, all right, or entrepreneurial. Right, those are his primary. Business is really the key, and then the other two are sub-categories. So you've got to check out what your competitors are doing, and I am stunned when authors don't do this, and it's something you've just got to do. All right, we're going to come right back to categories because there's a lot here. This is Judith Browse. You're listening to Author You and your guide to book publishing. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand, global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602 866-3226-1106-DESIGN. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. 
Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. So you want to choose your subject heading from the book industry study group 
And, and if you want to really find out what the proper, like business is a proper category. Cookbooks is a proper category. Um, uh, health is a proper category. Body, mind, spirit is a proper category. Romance under fiction, proper category. All right, if to go to find that, here are the initials in the website. It's B-I-S-G dot org. So that is book, industry, study, group dot org. So B-I-S-G dot org. And you just click on the What We Do tab. That will open up just kind of this labyrinth of information. Then what you do is you're going to click on the category and then underneath it additional sub areas will open up. So that's where you want to go. So for example, you're going to see antiques, architecture, art, bibles, biography, autobiography, body, mind, spirit, business and economics. And now we're seeing business and money. They're calling it money now. Uh, comics, you'll see computers, cooking, crafts, drama, education, medical, mathematics, philosophy, etc. Uh, so you've got, there, there's quite a few, but you know, for example, I write in publishing. There's no, there's not one for publishing. So where am I going to find that baby? Well, guess where it is? It's under reference and I have to keep diving, diving, diving and oh, there it is. Now, a lot of people think, oh, I write in how-to. You know what? There's not a category that says how-to in the basic primary groups. It's self-help. So you, you have to be, you know, a little, little bit creative here as you, as you get into it. So find out where you go. And then those are the categories that you're going to put two places on your book. One, you'll have them on the copyright page, your primary categories. And you could use your sub. For example, as I said in the book, it was business, entrepreneur, and success. And you can do that. Um, then you could have, uh, once you get into there, and then on the back cover of your book, it is also smart. This especially if you want to go into a library or if you want to get into any kind of a bookstore, whether it's a traditional brick and mortar or an independent bookstore. Amazon's not the issue here, but you're not going to make a different cover for everybody. So my suggestion on the back cover of the book, use anywhere from one to three categories that then will tie into what you put on your copyright page. Why would you do that? Because if your book goes into a bookstore, this is what they will look at. Oh, this is the category it goes in. And that's, you're talking about shelving. Ditto with the library. Um, although, you know, they did have the Dewey Decimal System <laughs> that, that and, and you have all those numbers and things, they still help them get started. So, you know, you just help them out here. That's all I'm telling you. All right, so then what about Amazon? What about this whole thing where Amazon? So how do you get inside Amazon's head with the category listings? Oh, that's the jackpot question. All right, so, I mean, let's face it. Most authors scratch their heads when it comes to figuring out where they should be in the Amazon machine. And, and here's the other issue. Amazon keeps changing the machine. Oh, you know, I know you have a general idea, but how in the heck do you drill down in some of these oddball categories? So frankly, let me tell you, if you're going to do an Amazon run for bestseller, don't you want to dominate it? And wouldn't you like to snag number one? Of course you would. 
with the millions, and I'm saying, yeah, millions of books in the in this publishing world that are popping up annually, you want to claim the top spots in categories can really help propel your book sales. So how do you deep dive into the backside of Amazon and, and, and especially in the ebook area? All right, so I am going to give you, and you're going to have to write this down, uh, a, a kind of secret link that you can go to. And it's going to start, and literally, you'll, pipe, you'll, you'll write this in, but it's http colon forward slash forward slash and then bit, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash. So http colon forward slash forward slash B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Q-S-E-S-V-P. Q is in quotient. S as in Stripe, E as in Edward, S as in Stripe, V as in Victor, P as in Paul. Q-S-E-S-V-P. That link takes you in to the back side. You can select a browse category for your book. Is a lot like deciding where your book is going to be shelved in that library or brick-and-mortar bookstores. So... When customers will browse through the Amazon store for books they might interest them, they're presented with all these different genres and sub-genres. By selecting and browsing those categories, you get to decide which genre to drop your book into. That's for Kindle. Now, with the print when you, if, if you're using the Amazon Advantage account, which is the publishing for the publishing arm, Amazon.com forward slash Advantage, when you use that account, what you do is then you move it in, um, and it's it's going to say, you know, who's your, what's your book, how many pages is in, what's your publication date, and you know you fill all, all that in. Okay, then it's going to ask how many page numbers you have. Um, it's good. It'll ask who's your editor. Do not put anything in. Don't identify anybody but you as the author. It screws it up. And all of a sudden, on when the page finally goes live on Amazon, uh, you know your editor, your illustrator, all these other people are involved, which will confuse it up. You want to just drive it to your book. You're the author. Your title. Keep it really clean in it. Now, you can, if you want to acknowledge the editor in your copy on your description page, you can certainly do it. But I, you know, I'm going to tell you, I don't think it's necessary. So, with that, then you want to uh, get in there, and you you'll notice that it will. It'll say, "Is your book, you know, fiction or nonfiction?" All right. So then, other categories start coming up. So I so, so what's the category? And Amazon will come up with a variety of categories. So if it's business, you know, what kind, and maybe they'll give you five options on their business. Well, there's a, there's a boatload of options on their business. They only show you five. Just pick one. Just pick one and move on until you can get all your information up on your book. Now, here's the secret sauce. Your secret sauce is author central. As soon as you have any product up, on Amazon. Now you could be selling vitamins for all I know. 
But as soon as you have a product up on Amazon, then you can create an Author Central account. Eventually, you're going to link it to your website, to your blogs. You're going to put videos up. You're going to put um, uh, 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 visuals, images up. You want to do all that, and it's live. But there is under the contact, which is the secret sauce, under the contact tab, they'll say, would you like to have an email chat? Do you want to fill out our little form and we'll get back to you within 24 hours? Or would you like to have a, you know, a, a you know, dialogue with someone who is chatting back and forth? Or do you want us to call you? You only want them to call you. I'm promising you when you click that button, you get a call in five seconds. It's very hot. All right, then you'll tell them, you know, introduce yourself and tell them that you're trying to change the categories on your book and tell them what you want. And that's after you have done your homework to figure out what you're competing, what you're going in. What we like to refer to is the drill down. What are we trying to drill down and reach? So if it's a category, so I'm going to give you an example. I'm in publishing. So do I want to have publishing, writing, book industry group, uh, writers? How, you know, how far do I want to keep drilling down into it? Because it starts with reference, then book publishing, then it could be writing, then it could be authors, then it could be book industry. It will keep drilling down until I stop it or we've gone all the way to the tail. So the more you drill down, usually the better it is. All right, and so that's important to understand, and these they will be very helpful. All right, we're going to take one more break, our final break, and we're going to come back. I'll finish up on categories, and then we have a few more goodies for you for these essentials. This is Judith Bryles, and it's all through you, your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. One of the 
the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book. You are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative needs. You want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives, you are delighted and ready to move on to the next level and one that is customer focused. Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978-458-2345 and ask for Tom Campbell. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. the author you extravaganza it is up it is going to be so sizzling hot our theme is this year dare greatly number one are you willing to be daring greatly and coming to denver colorado september 15th to 17th it's beautiful here during those months we have 25 amazing sessions for you to participate in all your meals are included in it. You have our, our, uh, one of the requirements, our speakers must hang out and be available to interact, to brainstorm with you. It's a great place to be. We have 30 exhibitors who come in and printers, designers, social media, websites, so many things to tap into, services that you need. Be here. September 15th to 17th, all information is at authoru.org. Just click on the events and on the extravaganza. Everything will open up, and it, it will be the investment that you can afford not to the make for the benefit of you and for your book. Okay, we're talking about Amazon. So I was mentioning Amazon Central. And as, as I said, when it, it's just smart, you know, just because you pick your categories, 
um, as you go along. Doesn't mean you can't change them. And isn't that cool that you can change them? Maybe you're in the wrong fit. Maybe it's just not working. And you know, I have to share with you when my crowdfunding book, the author's guide and, and the, the crowdfunding guide for authors and writers came out. Crowdfunding, you would think, be the logical. There's a subcategory, Amazon, go business. It referenced business, business, business goes down to crowdfunding. That that I would be in, of course. But you know what? Somebody who had a business book who had nothing to do with crowdfunding, but it was for front of the major houses, dropped into that category because the publisher or the author didn't see it as a major competitor for them and they thought maybe they could dominate it and you know they did all I could get up was number two even though my sales were great now in the Kindle store for some reason they weren't there and I took number one very quickly but you just have to be aware of that so sometimes you have to move things around now for one of my categories I left it there Amazon will give you two categories to start with if you do well they uh, you can ask for a third category and your author central person will put in for it sometimes it sticks and if it does usually you get to keep it so that's kind of cool what I'm saying here is make sure you revisit your categories there ones could open up that weren't available when you initially posted your book it might be a better fit or you may discover that the category you selected is the wrong fit choose again and if you aren't sure again the author central rep will be most helpful. There is a different uh, chat spot, interaction spot for ebooks, and the author central person can get you over for that. Alright, so choosing your categories, make sure that, just to recap, there are three main criteria that will help you choose the best browse categories. Pick the one that's the most accurate. You want to make sure the categories you pick correctly describe the subject matter of your book. Next, you want to select the most specific category. It's better to choose more specific versus general. Customers look for very specific talks, topics. I mean, think about when you go into a search engine and you put in something. If you put in, for example, the word coffee, you're going to get 6 million hitbacks. If you put in dark roasted coffee, you might get 3 million. If you put in the de best dark roasted coffee in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you're going to get less than a hundred. That's what I'm talking about being specific in that. So if in this case if you had a book in fiction it could be fantasy and then historical. Alright? Don't select general. And make sure that when you're in choosing your second category or even a third category it is not redundant of your first. Open up the imagination for this. Now, in your keyword requirements that you want to, again, as I've said earlier, make sure that you work through your keywords. And if you have a series, make sure that you identify your series. All right. How about endnotes? How about footnotes? Or how about, in my opinion, sometimes, no notes? Footnotes and endnotes are used in printed documents to explain, to comment on, or provide references for text in a document. You might use footnotes for detailed comments and endnotes for a citation or sources. The reference tab in your Word document will be your source for both footnotes and endnotes. You can enter them in yourself when you're writing your document, but you know your designer then will take over because they're going to have to do some conversions here on the interior design. I repeatedly get questions about the use of these, and my usual advice is don't. 
at least when it comes to the only exception would be if you're doing something that's so academic um, that might be in a university or an academic library or technical you're going to need those cite those type of citations otherwise it's best for the reader ease to either describe in your text the source make it part of the narrative um, in that now you can endorse it for example maybe uh, Bob Smith is the author of the no-brain way to writing. I don't know if there's a Bob Smith who ever wrote anything like that. I just made it up on the spot. You could say, let's say I was writing a book, um, a publishing-related book, and I would say, according to Bob Smith, author of the no-brain way to writing, comma, he reveals. All right, now, here's what I would do. I've already identified the author. I've identified the source where it came from. He reveals, and maybe I'm going to quote a line or two from him. I would then, in my format, I would drop down, indent, I would not use quote marks. The, in, the indention implies the quote mark is there. And I would do the quote, come back out, make a new paragraph, and move back on. When using endnotes, now, if, if you, then what you could do is you could do, you could put a little endnote, subscript, up by the name of the book or at the end of the quote. You could put that in there. Now, endnotes. If you have a whole lot of endnotes, some authors will choose to, at the end of each chapter, to list out one, two, three, what the endnotes are and the further detail. My preference, and what I recommend to all of you, is to just create an endnotes chapter. And so let's say you had three types of citations in the first chapter. So it, I would just have chapter one, and then I would have the one, two, three, and whatever they were. And then maybe you don't have anything until chapter four. So then I would just have chapter four, and then the same kind of thing. So I'd have it all in order. They're tidy. They can, they can refer to that on that. So when using an endnotes page, either at the end of each chapter or a separate section of the book, you will have full details of that reference material. Your footnotes always will appear at the bottom of the page that the footnote initially starts on. If you have several, a page could be anywhere from a quarter to a half the text with all the detailed footnote and breaking it up. So do what your consumer, your buyer, your reader probably will want to eyeball best and do that. And then Lastly, I, I, I just think that what you want to do is remember that footnotes tend to disrupt. People will stop reading if they see them or they go down or they simply ignore them. So what's your objective? What's your intent for the author, uh, for, for your, your reader, your buyer? All right, and then I want to hit on the acknowledgement page. Now, it, look, it, it takes a village to create a book. And these are all those thank yous. First of all, make sure you spell it right. It always amazes me. I didn't mention for front matter the foreword. The foreword is always written by somebody who is not you. And I'm and I you notice I didn't include an introduction because most people don't read introduction. I would rather have you convert that to a full-blown chapter 1 to set it up because here's the truth. Most introductions have really important stuff, really good setup stuff, and they needed to be read, but a lot of people will skip them. So if it's important to the body of your work, make sure that you have it 
in as at chapter one. In your acknowledgement, make sure you spell the word acknowledgement right. Now there's British spelling um, and there is American spelling so that the American spelling does not have the E after G. That's the British spelling. And that, by the way, that is also the same thing with the word backward and toward. The American and uh, usage of those two words is without the S. The British is with it. And then the last thing on spelling, I just want to mention, I can't tell you how many people write forward, which should be F-O-R-E-W-O-R-D, as F-O-R-W-O-R-D. A-R-D as in forward march. Yes, we're going to go forward through the book, but that's not how forward in the preceding part of the book is spelled. So, finishing up on our in our last two minutes here on the acknowledgement page. So, who goes into your village? Maybe family people. Maybe family. Maybe close friends who are in your cheerleading team. Maybe editors. Maybe, you know, several people who help make your words sing in that. How about assistants and researchers? Did you have any interns doing work or anyone who tracked down info or items for you? Did, you, did the local librarian, would he, was he or she just a rock star in helping you out? How about interviewees? Did, did you have people, mentors out there who helped you um, and, and put things together, who supplied stories, who gave you case studies? How about any graphic or interior designer, your cover designer, any illustrators, any photographers? Um, what about readers? Did you have beta readers, people who went through and supported you and helped you fix things? Any, do you have any publishing, writing co coaches? If you have an outside independent publisher, a lot of time that's done. And certainly if you have someone who writes a forward for you, then you would have someone in there. You thank them all. And by the way, if your dog Fluffy was absolutely by your side all the time and was that companion that was your maybe your muse, you know, maybe you thank Fluffy. So anyone else, maybe part of your writing group. Hey, even even I've had people thank the FedEx person who delivers things and earned a, a kudo or two. So the bottom line, it takes a village to create a book. Many book buyers read the acknowledgement page to see who was on your team. I know that I do. Who knows? You might just find the perfect publishing pro that you've been looking for to assist you in your next book. And I think that's really very cool. All right. So this is a wrap up for the day. Please, please see, go to the authoryou.org website and, and look at the information on the extravaganza. Come, 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 come in September. We have so much going on, and that's all to you in your success. This is Judith Bryles. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. Keep on writing. It's publishing. I know it's hot out there, and so can you write Production, the